Hello, and welcome to A Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan. My pronouns are he, him. And today I am joined by... Hey there, guys. My name is Tyler. Our pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-affected street exorcist. Hi, everybody. My name's Christina. I will be playing Elion. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. Uh, they are a water-aspected investigator. Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and I play Resh Ferris. My pronouns are she, her, as well as Ferris's. She is a wood-aspected dragon-blooded who has a familiar named Zeke, who is a ferret, and she's kind of a performer, petty theft. And this is Exalted, like a dragon-blooded. Got a few things to say about this episode. Due to some scheduling issues with the players, we are missing at least one person for the next three recorded sessions. Instead of having one storyline that they all follow through while some people aren't present, I actually made the choice to have the party split and go about getting money in their own ways. I've put in some signifying music to show when the scene transitions happen as we shift perspective. That might be happening more often as we get closer and closer to the climax of this current story arc. We also have some questions about the wall climbing merit Divine picked up, though we do hand wave needing to roll after we already narratively move forward. On this episode, the group splits up, Divine takes a nap, Ferris finds some friends, and Elian investigates. When last that we left off, you guys had just exited the office of Tatemano Samir, the rather greasy person who is in charge of... Uh, with giving out uh, the, the deeds to uh, floors of the towers. You guys definitely didn't. You guys definitely left. Uh, I want to say with a feeling of needing a shower after dealing with him, at least metaphorically. Ferris definitely feels the need to take a shower. At this point, Divine has, uh, I guess, bid you guys adieu for the moment as he is going to go off and figure out a way to help make some of the money that you guys are going to need to uh, help buy that floor. All right. When last that we left Divine, he was leaving with the group from the tower in the inner city district. As I described to the group, he decided that he had a thing to do, which is probably going to go in hang out and recover his essence. Yeah. Just like sit on a windy hilltop or something. There's not a whole lot of those around the desert. Walk up the side of a skyscraper and sit on top of it. Standing in a gargoyle stance looking over the city like I'm Batman. A, co a couple people give you some uh, weird looks as you do this, but... No, actually, a lot of people give you weird looks as you walk up the side of a skyscraper. At one point, about nine stories up, one of the windows opens up and a man reaches out to grab you. I'm just going to step back from him grabbing me and just look at him and be like, hey, uh, something wrong? Sir, it is illegal to be defacing the, uh, the towers of the Tricon. Please, uh. Mosey your way on back down. But I'm, I'm not defacing. I'm just taking a stroll. Sir, your, f 
feet are touching the sacred glass of Chiroscuro. How far to the top? You're on story nine of about 150. Mm. Okay, do, do you want me to walk back down or uh, just come with you? He extends out a hand to help you inside. I'm going to take his hand, shake it like a proper meeting, and step inside with him. I, I, I just wanted to get to the roof. Can, can I go up the roof, I guess, taking the stairs that aren't made of sacred glass? Unfortunately, sir, uh, roof access is only for uh, residents of this sacred tower. Yeah. That, uh, I live on the 34th floor. He peers at you. Really? I've never seen you around here. That's because I usually, you know, I prefer to take the back ways up. I'm, uh, I'm not really the most social guy, you know? I, uh, I try to avoid people. I like to keep things private, you know? It's, it's no biggie. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I'll, I guess I'll just go to my room. He nods to you. Yes, I would like you to lie to him. I would like you to roll something to lie to this man. All right. Manipulation and socialize. Yes, it is going to be a... I'm going to say a difficulty of three. I'm going to be honest. You're not incredibly convincing. Uh, you're not incredibly convincing me here, so I don't feel like you're convincing the other guy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I was not aiming to be convincing. You know, I'm just going to see how it plays out. I don't care enough about the outcome to spend any moats on it. Wasn't the whole point of going up there so you could regain moats in peace? Yeah. So that is five successes. Holy shit, Cody. What the hell? I was not expecting this guy to actually believe you, but I mean, with that kind of role, uh, that's you're you're a surprisingly good liar, even when your heart's not in it. Manipulation's my good stat. For some reason, I put four in that instead of charisma. I don't know what I was doing. Nods to you and give, gives you a once over and goes thirty fourth floor, huh? Okay, I'll make sure to look out for you from now on. I appreciate that. By the way, my name's uh, Divine. What's yours? Divine, huh? My name's Tobe. Tobe, nice to meet you. Uh, gonna go ahead and spend five moats to make a auspicious first meeting attitude roll to uh, instill a positive tie of new kid on the block with Tobe. Okay. Hey, Christina, can you do me a favor and put in the notes uh, in bold to look up whether or not you're allowed to split costs for essence? I was gonna say something, but I remember not being able to, but I can look while I'm in the, the wing. Yeah, if you don't mind. I like I'm not a hundred percent sure on it. Like that is kind of a You know what? Uh now I'm like thinking about it. Okay, let's see. Well, if I would have regained like if I would have regained two personal on the walk back there, I don't know how much time has passed, then I'd be fine. It's just that I only have 10 personal. Out of, well, I've got, I've used 10 out of 13 personal. Or I can just take all five out of peripheral and go to glowing and make a real good first impression. I'm yeah, I, yeah, I'm going to say that, like, if you have to, like, split charms like that, unless, of course, I can find something that says you can't do it like that, because then, like, because then basically what you could do is you could do, like, three 
you could essentially like if the charm cost was like five, you could do four from peripheral and then one personal, and then it doesn't actually flare you, which just yeah. is cheese in the system. Yeah, I feel I feel like that the 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 charm you have to for every charm you have to kind of pick like one or the other. Yeah, that's fine. Going to glowing isn't going to be the worst at this moment. Okay. So that is charisma and social as, so it's eight. And it's against the lowest of either his guile or resolve. Okay, so you got it because his resolve was actually his higher stat. Gotcha. Uh, Divine's going to pat the guy on the shoulder and smile as he begins to dimly glow in a uh, blue aura. So it's good to know somebody's going to be looking out for me. I appreciate you. This man immediately sinks to his knees and begins kowtowing to you. I'm just going to kneel down to him and like put my hand up under his chin and lift it and give him a wink and just be like 34th floor. You know where to find me if you need anything. Uh, be sure to let me know. I, uh, I like to look out for people who look out for me and then walk up to the just walk away and up to the roof. Yes, of course, sir. I, I had no idea that you were a prince of the earth. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have stopped you if, if I'd known. Can, can normal people walk up chiaroscuro glass? Are you asking him? Yes. <laughs> it, 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 chiaroscuro is home to many different and strange people from all around the world. You know, that's fair enough. I should I should have been wearing my Prince of the Earth crown. That's fair. That is fair. It just, you know, I, I don't I don't really like interacting with people too much, so I was trying to keep a low profile, but I appreciate you doing your job and keeping our tower safe. It's people like you that make the world go round. He has no idea how to react to getting this kind of compliment from a dragon blooded. Cody, to put it in perspective, this is as if that like the CEO of your job came and like unexpectedly gave you a bunch of compliments. I get it. That is exactly the vibe I was going for is the kind of insincere, insincere. You make the world go around, but I'm still not paying you shit. Okay. And he leaves you alone. Uh, you are now welcome to proceed up the tower and hang out at the top where you can re- uh, rest and uh, regain your moats. And uh, Christina has uh, so nicely answered the question for us. You're only allowed to split if you wouldn't have enough moats in one of the pools to do it. Okay, so I would have been able to split that one. But yeah. I think glowing worked better for the scene anyways. So is there anything that you wanted to do while you were up there or are you just kind of like finding a nice place to nap? Finding a nice place to nap, just staring at the clouds, contemplating life, you know, air aspect stuff. Maybe doing some like uh footloose parkour across the ceiling to limber up and clear my head, work out the built up energy. Okay, so a couple hours pass as you uh, work out and get your moats back. You take a nap at some point. You uh, just kind of get ready and figure out what your next move is going to be. Uh, Cody, you can regain a willpower for getting some, some rest and also be back at full moats and everything.
Night falls in Chiroscuro. As asked, Elian goes to one of the one of the houses that they had been given directions to in the outer city to meet with the young man, uh, Idris, who had uh, recently found that his younger sister, Mai, had been abducted. The house that uh, Idris lives in is uh, ramshackle at best. It's barely a story. Like this thing barely has a roof on it. Coming up to it, there isn't really a door on there, but there is a frame that looks like that there might have once been one. And waiting outside, now that the sun has gone down, is Idris uh, kind of looking a little shaky and a little, I I guess, nervous is the best way to put it. I mean, Elion's just gonna walk up to the kid. Are you just walking up into his house, or are you just gonna, like, knock on the knock door? Yeah, he's just standing out. He's standing outside looking around, uh, basically waiting for you. I'm just just gonna walk up to him. When you walk up to him, he waves uh, with a little, like, hello, uh, hi, uh, we, uh, you you talked to me earlier today, uh, are you sure that you want to do this? Uh, you said that you're not going to accept any payment. I, I told you you can just owe me a future favor. All right. Um, do you do you have any? I I mean, I, obviously, I, I I want you to work. Uh, obviously, I, I I want you to find my sister, but um, that that does sound a little ominous, you know. It would be something simple like keep your ears out for something like that. It, it's not going to be anything that should put you in any kind of danger. It'd be very difficult. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. I I appreciate the honesty. Lying takes too much time. Too much effort. Too much wasted brain space. Here, Here's where that we live. Uh, I, I've tried not to mess anything up, but I did need a place to sleep. Uh, That's fine. Can you show me where she he uh opens up the door with the basically the rag that's covering his doorway and you can see that the place has been absolutely ransacked there are pots and pans everywhere there are drawers and cupboards and everything else are basically just like open and just strewn around what looks like a a bedroom has been it looks almost like the bed like whatever kind of mattress that they had like bare as it might be has been almost like gutted like there's stuffing and everything like outside of the bed this place looks like that this place looks bad so it's just it's it's literally torn apart like like somebody's scrounging around trying to look for stuff uh yeah uh elian's gonna look to idris you said is how you say the name Yes. Did you do this? Did did I mess up my own house? No, this is this is how I found it. Right. So you found this and your sister was missing. So someone probably ransacked the place. Do you have any reason? Like, does your sister have any enemies? Anybody that would want to use her? Do you guys have anything or any knowledge of anything you shouldn't? Um... Not that I know of. Uh, I work in the I work in the fields outside of the city, uh, working on the on the grain crop uh, most of the day. I don't know what the, my sister really gets up to. So you have no idea what she does to make income. I know that she makes a lot of it. So she she makes good money then. She came home with like almost ten thousand yen the other day. She made a lot in one day. Has do you know any of her friends? 
or anybody she associates with besides you? Well, there's uh, there's Abba uh, d- down the road. Uh, she's uh, she's one of the uh, one of the fishermen's wives. Uh, and Soros is the uh, one of the local barbers. Was your sister being uh, reserved or did she seem nervous the last time you saw her trying to hide anything from you? Physically trying to hide anything. Something that she wouldn't have wanted you to know about? He looks like he's thinking for a moment and then shakes his head. The fact that this place is... You said the mattresses were cut up, right? Yes. The fact that this place looks how it does with them... Because I assume your sister's not the one who cut your mattresses. With it looking how it does, it looks like whoever took her was looking for something. Now, I don't know if they took her from here, or if they took her from elsewhere and decided to ransack your place, but it clearly looks like they were looking for something because they cut your mattress open. Yeah, uh, it's been really hard to sleep. Um, do you? I mean, you're. I I don't know. Like uh, we've been having to work as hard as we can just to keep the just to keep the roof over our heads. Brennan, what's the equivalency on ten thousand yen again? The equivalency on ten thousand yen is about resources one. But being able to pull in uh, resources one in a single day is pretty impressive for this side of town. So almost like probably a drug deal would be something that'd be equivalent to getting 10,000 yen in a single day. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like a small time drug deal, but a drug deal, yeah. Could prostitution potentially pull something like that in a day? Potentially. But drug would seem more likely considering how this place has been ransacked or something that they had that they probably shouldn't whoever took her might have wanted to like case them. all three of those answers are fairly likely in in this situation given the state of the house what's something that your sister was very close to um like a prized possession i asked solely because i think it might help he takes a moment to think about it and then goes to look at um, one of the cupboards, at which point he pulls away a false bottom on it, and he hands you a very small, like you would miss it if you weren't looking for it, horse pendant. It looks to be made of some kind of wood. It's very intricate, but you don't know that you'd call it necessarily actually valuable. Uh, Elian's gonna look it over. So this was her most prized possession. Uh, yeah, our, uh, our, our mom made that for us before, uh, before she passed on. Okay, so this might be useful for me. And where did your sister usually frequent other than here? I know you said you didn't know quite how she was making all of that money. Um, and quite all the people she was associated with. But do you have any idea where she would potentially go during the day? Um, I know that she would go towards the market, but it, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. There's not a whole lot of, uh, stuff that I, that I know is like the, the, like the truth, you know, like, I've heard some stuff, but I don't want to... Sometimes there's even truth in rumors and lies. 
it may be uncomfortable to talk about, but what have you heard? The the barber says that he saw her in the undermarket. Anything else? Even the smallest thing can help. Some of my um, farm co-workers, I wouldn't call them friends, but they said that they were going to pay her a visit at her stall in in the market. And we don't have enough money to afford a stall. Interesting. Okay. Um, is there anything else you can think of that might be useful for me to know about her? Uh, also, you know, it would help to know what she looks like. He gives you a description of a fairly young and slight woman who has suntan skin and short cut black hair that and like just kind of like he says and kind of like a face like mine but not as he kind of like the the best way i can put it is he kind of like grabs at his cheeks as if to like imply that like she has kind of like a slighter face like it's more angular than his which is a little pudgier all right give me some time and i I'm going to look in. Um, just let me look around a little bit. Yeah, of course. Uh, my house is yours to look around, at least as long as it's my house. Would it not be your house because someone would take it or because you couldn't pay bills? Uh, because I couldn't pay bills. And Elian's just going to kind of look around the place and kind of pick things up, look in those cuts of the mattresses, kind of like open some cabinets look underneath the bed itself, look for like slight tapping or kicking of floorboards or tiles or whatever the floor is made of to see if there's anything hollow anywhere and just kind of like tapping their knuckles against different things, looking for any spot that things might have been hidden. Okay. That sounds like a case, a case the scene uh, or role. So that would be your perception and investigation. And for that uh, pretty good description of how you're doing it, uh, I will give you uh, two extra dice and an automatic success. And then obviously, if you want to use any charms or anything, let me know before you roll. Yes. So I'm going to throw up. Shoot. So this doesn't say how long it lasts for. It's my indisputable physical analysis technique. It just says duration is instant. So I assume it's just for one roll. Yes. So that is for one roll. Uh, usually you can tell if it's for one roll by the type. The The fun thing for it is, is the cost is two motes per success, but otherwise it doesn't list anything for rerolling the sixes until they cease. So would that just be an automatic thing that I can just reroll sixes on without having to even spend any moats? Or would I need to spend at least two moats to get a success to be able to reroll sixes? You need to at least spend two moats to get a success on that. All right, then I'll just stick with my 11 dice right now and one automatic success. All right, sounds good. So that would be eight successes. Also, I assume by this point, we've had a chance to chill and regain all of our um, our moats, right? Yeah, I'd say by this point, you guys have. Okay, so there are, with eight successes uh, for an investigation role, um, you notice a couple of things. The first thing that you, that your investigative mind notices right off, uh, maybe not right off the bat, but after piecing everything else together, is, is that the slash in the bed and the stuffing being thrown everywhere is in fact a 
You wouldn't call it a masterfully made red herring, but it is most certainly a red herring. Someone was trying to throw people off the trail by making things look a little bit more hectic than they actually were. The next thing that you notice during your investigation of the basically of the bed is that in this case, um, whoever had done this had missed a uh, a slip of paper uh, that was uh, written in very fine handwriting uh, that had slid underneath the actual mattress, uh, most likely during whatever scuffle or destructive rampage that uh, whoever had done this uh, did it in. So there, there's uh, an interesting piece of paper that you find. I mean, they're going to read it at some point, but I assume there's more to describe. Yes, I want I want to go through uh, the things you find and then I'll go over the actual details of them, if that's fine. The next thing that you find is hidden in one of the lower cupboards. There is a small bowl that was overturned. When you pick it up, you actually find about 5000 yen in uh, in bills. As soon as you take the yen and bring it close to you, you notice a very sweet uh, scent like perfume that smells almost like like pears and like uh, very like like a nice scented fruits. And finally, you find a teacup that has a little bit of leaves on in the bottom of it that looks like it was used within the last few days, certainly not recently enough to be a day or so ago, but like probably very likely it might've been used by either Idris or my. So which, uh, which I guess piece of, uh, which, which, which clue interests you the most? Uh, I'm just very curious about what's written on the paper to start with. Okay. Um, so written in fine handwriting, actually real quick question. Do you, um, you have other languages, right? Yes, I can speak river speak, low realm, high realm, and flame tongue, I think is the other one. Because I think that was the one everybody had. Flame tongue is the one that everybody has. Do you also happen to have a point in linguistics? Yes. Okay. Written in river speak is a piece from uh, that in a rather, um, I wouldn't say a delicate hand, but they certainly have a way with words that is poetic. Uh, it looks almost like a love note to um, to my, but the m- more interesting bit about it after all the flowery language is that this person, whoever has written this, is offering to buy my. Like, whoever that they are is, phys- is like basically saying, I will give five talents of silver to your brother if you come with me for the rest of your life basically is there any signature on it like signature initials uh anything like that yes there is a single initial that appears as a it is signed as uh guild factor danique sora do i not recognize that name by chance, or what that title equates to. You do not recognize the name, but you do recognize what the title equates to. A guild factor is essentially 
a someone who is authorized by the guild to make large trade deals with other nations. Like they're fairly high up in the uh, in the barking order. Okay, Elian's gonna fold that up and kind of tuck it in uh, like a pocket and make a mental note of that. And then they're gonna shuffle over to over to the teacup and kind of look that over, see the bottom of it, see if it says who made it, and then look at. Idris, you said, is it a really nice teacup? Like, looks like better than what they could afford? No, it actually looks like a fairly average teacup. Then they're going to look over at Idris. Did either one of you have tea some time ago? Or a guest over? Um, I'm I'm not a huge tea drinker, so no, I, I didn't. I assumed that that was from my sister. That's why I left it out. Does she ever bring people over? I mean, a few of her friends, but no one that, like... I, are you thinking that she, like, is... He kind of stumbles for a bit and then just kind of... You don't think that she's, like, selling herself, do you? I'm not excluding anything at the moment. I'm just trying to connect all the dots and assemble all the pieces of the puzzle. That That's fair. Um, Yeah, I, I didn't really drink a whole lot of tea, but... um. Do, do you think the tea is important? Potentially. Uh, you never know what can be important. Uh, Elion's going to actually sniff the tea and kind of take it up in their hand and rub it to see if there's anything that... You know how when you look through tea and you kind of have an idea of what should be in it and what shouldn't be in it? I'm trying to see if maybe their sister was drugged or something like that type of thing to make it. No, I, I totally get what you're talking about. Yeah. Just kind of, I mean, if it's obviously something that's odorless, it's not going to be prevalent, but maybe if like the tea leaves leave a different color on their hand or they don't smell like tea, or maybe they do smell like tea. I don't know. I'm trying to see if there's anything odd about it. I'm trying to think if you have anything that could be used to identify what the, this is. Uh, I mean, I can visually look at this stuff. And I mean, other than really investigating it, I think I've got survival stuff. So I don't know if that would would help, maybe. You know what? Survival actually would help. Do you want to... Let's see. So you're just kind of like looking at the uh, at the tea and everything. Uh, yeah, my survival's not the best, but I do have some stuff in survival. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would definitely say that this this could count for towards a survival role. Survival and intelligence, survival and perception. I would say survival and intelligence. And is there anything you want to do to uh, add anything to it? I think I'm gonna use my rashing enhancing method which is the excellency and use two moats to give myself an automatic success on a survival roll okay just help out a little bit with it yeah sounds good so that's one automatic success then added i only got that one automatic success Okay, uh, with one success, you identify that the tea is, definitely has some kind of um, 
some kind of poisonous properties to it. You're not sure the exact nature of the poison because, you know, there's a lot of poisons in creation. So, like, it could have been something to knock someone out. It could have been the maiden tea, which is used to basically, like... Yeah, it's basically yeah, yeah, it's basically birth control pills, or it could be ghost tea. Uh, you said your sister was more of a tea drinker. Do you guys have any of like a a container of tea around? Because there's something in this tea that's I can't peg quite what it is, but something's off about it. And having something to compare it to, uh, just curious. Idris uh, thinks for a moment and goes to a goes to a drawer, opens it up, and produces a small glass container. Here, this is what she drinks. So, uh, I'm gonna smell how that tea smells compared to the one that's in the cup. Um, the one that uh, that she drinks, uh, according to Idris, is the best way that I can describe it. Is it is a cheap chamomile. It's so like it's got a nice like scent to it, but it is very clearly like the cheapest, like low quality stuff. It does not have anywhere near the same scent as what was in the teacup. So using, you know, logic, either somebody brought this to her or, you know, she had a, a stash somewhere else for some reason. That her brother didn't know about, but more than likely somebody brought it for them to share. That does seem pretty logical. Is there another cup around here somewhere? Or just the one? Just the one. Okay, Elian's gonna kind of nod. Okay, thank you. You can you can put that back. Interesting. And then they're gonna move over to where the cupboard was and pull the bills out, count them, make sure that there is exactly one uh five thousand yen, like you said. Um, and just kind of taking that scent again, because you said it was a kind of a pears and fruits scent. Yes, it was like a sweet pear. Uh, they're going to look to Idris. Does your sister have any perfumes or any scented anything? Uh, no, we don't really deal a whole lot and we don't really have the money for that. At least we didn't until I no. <laughs> Brennan, is it a very, like, these things were saturated in perfume or, like, they acquired the scent from kind of just being around someone that wore it? Uh, They acquired the scent by being around someone who wore it. I was just curious to, like, what depth the it. Okay. Make a mental note of the scent. Going to look at Idris. Do you know anyone who has a perfume that's very fruit-like? Have you met anybody recently? Idris thinks about it for a moment. Uh, n- no, I don't think so. I mean, like odd questions, but like I said, every little bit helps. And things that are present here are not something that are normally present here from what you're telling me and from what I can notice, which means they can be clues to who has interacted with your sister and possibly where she is at. Wait, like, sweet, like, like pears. Uh, um, maybe there's, um, there, there's a few guys who, uh, spend all their money at, like, who spend all their money on girls and stuff. 
uh, that I work with, and they they said that the 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 sweet smells of the the, the sweet smells of fruits helps keeps the uh, the the bad things in the in the undermarket away. That's why that it, it smells like like that down there. They're gonna hand the the yen to the. I am going to take a little bit of it just so I have a scent reference. But once I'm done, I'll give it back to you. Um. Okay. Uh. Did you say that if the poison had a smell to it or not? There is a smell to it, but you couldn't uh, define what it was. But it does have a distinguishable smell. So if I were to find it in the future, I could kind of cross compare them. The, 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 you could you could potentially do that. Okay, so I've got used tea leaves that have some kind of poison in them. A couple of pear fruit smelling sweet yen. I've got this love note thing. And then I know that the slashings are red herring. That covers everything, right? Yep. Okay. Idris, I need to go and speak to an associate of mine. Um, But I will be in contact with you. Okay? Uh, Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I know where you live, so I'll be able to find you. That that totally... If you were a different person, that would be totally way more ominous. They're just going to do, like, just a slight head nod and, and walk out. Uh, we swing the camera over to Ferris, who is going to be doing her best to get some uh, get some money together. Money, money, money. Do you have any thoughts on what to go with, or uh, do you want me to kind of weed this for you for a second? Go ahead and take the reins, and I'll kind of, like, adjust or, like, follow what you do and maybe play off of that. Sounds good. So, in the undermarket, there is a small little shack that Captain Desert Bloom has purchased. It barely constitutes anything more than a cursory glance. It is currently where the, the family is uh, set up. It has trouble holding the amount of members that are in the city uh, comfortably. Normally, uh, headquarters like this are places to lounge and hang out with your compatriots and kind of like have like smoke breaks together and uh, count money and, and kind of like uses like hubs for missions. You can tell by looking around that this little office if it could even be called that can barely fit the captain yourself and four other compatriots so it's like a like a living quarter situation like temporary living yes there's there is basically a futon uh in the middle for people to sit on and then some like bed rolls and there's a desk that Desert Bloom has kind of uh, taken for themselves. I'll walk in and anyone who doesn't look like they're just angry all the time, if they look at me, I'll like politely like do a little nod as a hello as I make my way through and then uh, take a seat on the futon. Is it like right across from the desk? Yes, it is right across from the desk with a uh, small table for like... Uh, hookahs or, or like ashtrays or what have you uh, on on there. Is there anyone in the room that's currently smoking? 
seated at the desk is Desert Bloom smoking a three foot pipe. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll take a seat at the futon and kind of look up to him and just be like, uh, hello. Uh, them. Them. Oh, hello, Resh Ferris. It's so nice to see you. I see that you found my little uh, abode. Uh, I didn't exactly build it myself, but mm, I had some help. Um, yeah, I can see it's uh, it's nice, but it seems a bit crowded. Well, you know, land in the undermarket is at a premium, so I took what I could get, which is this. Mm. I see. Um... Any moves to try to get anything bigger or better or expanding this? Well, that that's what we talked about up at the uh, up at the the Desert Basilisk uh, or uh, the other day, wasn't it? We were you all had decided that we wanted to work on getting the uh, the what was it the 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 entire level in the tower. How did that go, by the way? Right, right. Um, it went not. The way we would have preferred it to go, but um, we have some leads. Um, we need to earn some money if we want to buy it outright, or we can join in on the bidding when that starts. Yes, yes. I okay. Uh, how much? I know that. Uh, I know that Uncle Akoki was saying that we had quite a little, uh, a little nest egg saved up. Uh, so, uh, any idea of how much that we're looking for? Ferris will resituate herself in the chair to kind of get a little bit more comfortable. Just kind of nod. Uh, yeah, we got the starting bid will start at nine million, but if we wanted to buy it outright, uh, they said eighteen, but we were able to talk them down to fifteen mil. Hmm. 15 mil that could be done in in a little bit but it would be and we've only got what three weeks until the auction Oof, that's a quite a quite a short turnaround for that kind of money well we also have to get the 15 to him five days before the auction so it's not even like the full three weeks two two and a half weeks that's Me, oh my, that is absolutely terrible. I I cannot, I absolutely cannot imagine just 15 million. We we only have the 5 million right now. That's, that's doubling plus more. Yeah. Um, do you know of anyone else who might be trying to get this property that's in the family? They let out an exasperated sigh. I have a few ideas of people who are looking to get the... That property. The first one that comes to mind is Grimbreeze, the uh, the person who's in charge of the Kajak clan. They've had their eye on making sure that we, over, over in the Goisatara, are put in our place. They haven't liked us, really, ever. It's the exact opposite kind of brotherly relation that, uh, that, that Resh and Izath uh, tried to foster. Terrible, really. Um... For, for you specifically, Brett, since you're like in that family, basically the Resh family and the Izath family were the first two families to be made for this clan. And they got along amazingly. Okay, gotcha. And the Goastara family is kind of being that 
Yes. Uh, the that doesn't want to follow everyone else. The Goisatara family wants to help everyone else. And the Kajak family is that basically Goisatara and Kajak are splinter branches of the Resh family. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just trying to get everything in my head where it's supposed to be. The, the best way I can put it is it's like, they're like brothers and where is it like the family before that? It's like, oh, they these two brothers got along great. And then you get down to like the, the kids of the Resh family and they do not get along great. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK, so other than um, Grim Breeze, was there anyone else that you think uh, might be trying to get this property? Yes, I have. Uh, there are two other people that I can think of. And one of them, I certainly hope, is not the case. Uh, obviously, uh, the Baronado family wants to try and show us all up. There are little, our little ch- children uh, family that broke off. Wants to prove that they're the uppity new blood that can prove everything. And they're, they're doing just fine, what with Jalin being in the position that he's in, but... They're going against their parents, and it's setting a terrible example. The other one that I certainly hope is not the case, there are rumors that the Gagari family has been in the area. Oh. They're part of the clan in name. They're not particularly well-liked. They have their uses, but they're not well-liked. Gotcha. If we find out who is uh, the other people bidding on this uh, property, what would you suggest be the easiest way to uh, get them to not? Well, if we're dealing with family that are bidding on the property, you can always uh, point out some other potential places for them to be. Uh, Technically, there is that rule against that the family shouldn't fight each other. Sometimes we uh, skirt that line, but so long as we don't kill each other, usually the tyrant looks the other way. But I would certainly suggest maybe mm, choosing the, uh, the, the, the olive branch before the closed fist, you know? Right, right. I would definitely want to do it that way anyways. Uh, besides... Uh, family matters. Um, I believe that you might be looking at people from the guild, uh, trying to buy that, uh, particular plot of land. Okay, um, maybe I can get Elion's skills to help us track down these other bidders with at least some of this knowledge, uh, information whether it's true or not that you gave me. Oh yes, quite quite a good idea using uh using some of the other people in the clan. Uh excellent. Uh if you wish, I can send a message to Elion so that they're aware of uh the goings on. That would be great actually. Thank you. Excellent then. For the record, uh Christina, when they next Elion sleeps, uh they will get a message from Desert Bloom in their dreams asking them to look into uh, people from the guild who might be, uh, well, actually anyone else who's trying to buy up uh, that, that particular plot that you all are looking at. 
Game. Can I uh, can I make a reply? Uh, there, is, without you being a sorcerer, there is no way to reply back to it. Um, so skipping back to over here, excellent. We'll have that. Uh, we'll have that. Uh, that message delivered once this conversation is done. So then, Ferris, do you have any suggestions? You're here. It seems that the rest of your crew is out doing. Uh, I assume get, getting the money in their own unique ways. Um, do you have any ideas on what to do? Um, the quickest way to earn money in large sums would probably be orchestrating some kind of heist, I think. Hmm, a heist, you say? Well, then... There's a few noteworthy targets around Chiaroscuro. Who are you thinking about? Uh, who exactly are you thinking about stealing from the uh, Ferris Steer? I haven't had a chance to really plan that out yet. As this is Ferris's like first time here, right? Like, because I'm not from Chiaroscuro. Correct. I haven't. I haven't had a chance to uh, get a good look around town or the city to pick a target yet any ideas would be greatly appreciated maybe you would know better than me since this is my first time here an excellent question just who to steal from i mean the obvious answer is obviously to well you know hit the guild as hard and as fast as we can make sure their coffers are bleeding dry and that they can't you know takes out two birds with one stone but theoretically we could also Steal from, say, the locals of Chiroscuro, the Tricon and what have you, the the nomads. They're just horse people, so... I I like the idea of stealing from the guild. The two birds with one stone uh, sounds rather promising. Well then, I guess, how big do you want to go? Big enough to earn a decent chunk of money, but not big enough to expose ourselves. Keep okay. Uh, excellent, excellent. I was hoping that you wouldn't suggest that we go and heist the the local guild bank. In that case, then I think that we could probably maybe sneak into the warehouses near the harbor, and maybe hmm, it might take a little bit longer, but we could potentially find some interesting things in there and fence some stolen goods in the undermarket. That could be a good place to start. I'm sure um, I could get a few people from my traveling crew to join in on this as well. Potentially, or you could also just, they kind of like clap their hands. Uh, The four other people who are in here, three guys and one girl uh, kind of stand up at attention. Well, you know, I know that your crew is around and dealing with their own things, but uh, you can use some of the, some of the lower level members to help you out. Um, Ferris will look at the, Four people that just stood up and nod. Um, yeah, that that could work. Um, are you guys fairly good or at least experienced in this kind of stuff? Two of them nod. One of them kind of uh, makes a like a maybe motion, and another guy, and one of the guys on the end who um, looks like he is more. He is more meat than brains uh, to, and knows what to do with it. Just kind of gives you a thumbs up that's really enthusiastic. He looks like he might have negative points in stealth. Okay. Um, 
we're definitely going to need some planning and maybe something that I can see what y'all can do. Are you saying that you're going to need a montage? I need to know, like, who cannot stealth, who can stealth, and where they would be best to go. Because I'm not going to take um, the meatball in if he can't be stealthy. I might need him somewhere else. Okay. Desert Bloom gets up and continuing to smoke uh, their three-foot-long pipe, giving out a sweet scent that eventually kind of swirls around them and uh, creates a small cloud that they sit on and kind of float over. They float over to the assembled crew and points from one end where the, the meatball is, as you so uh, so nicely put it. Uh, that one is uh, Danique. Uh, very good with his fists, I will say. That's, why the, that's one of the reasons we recruited him. Also, he's kind of our doorman has a weirdly good eye for for like figuring out who to trust not not very good with his words or being quiet there's immediately a very loud belch that follows this from Danique. okay um definitely gonna be good to have some muscle and maybe a really good lookout who can also use the muscle to make sure no one gets to us he nods uh desert bloom makes a motion to you uh as if to signal hey why don't you take it from here if you're going to be the one who's leading this um i will step forward and go up to the next person um hello and your name hello there uh my name is uh he kind of sighs my name is doki okay doki and what do you specialize in what can you do i specialize in talking to people and learning more about them i'm not particularly uh what you would call uh stealth focused but i can hide from others in a pinch okay that could be um really useful thank you and i'm gonna move to the next person and what about you uh, the next person is the last guy in the lineup. Hey there, I'm uh, I'm Denarid. I'm uh, you could call me kind of a thief here. Uh, I'm really good at getting in and getting out. Um, at least as far as you know, someone who hasn't been blessed by the dragons is concerned. Um, actually, uh, uh, the captain over there actually picked me up because I uh, I pickpocketed them and uh, they had a little bit of trouble catching me. I'm I'm real quick on my feet. Not the best in a fight, though. I kind of pass out at the sight of blood. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Um, hopefully we won't have to deal with that. Um, and then you. What can you do? And what is your name? Uh, this is the uh the lady. Hi there. Uh, my name is Pelopstora. I'm pretty new to the group. I'm uh. I'm like like the rest of uh the, the people here besides you and uh I guess the captain. Uh we're not blessed by the dragons. We're just kind of, you know, regular people, but we wanted to help out and do our part for for the family because you guys always helped us out when the things were down. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. It's really weird being uh being asked questions by uh by a prince of the earth. Hi. 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 
Uh, so anyway, I'm really good at breaking into things and uh, fighting things and running away from things. Um, I'm also really good at um, at like not getting murdered. Good, good. Um, that'll come in handy as well. Brendan? Yes. What kind of team are you giving me? <laughs> uh, a team that is not the best, but could probably pull it off with your help. Okay. Um, cool. So what we need to do is probably plan this out before we do anything. Like, we're not going to go right now. Um, make sure we can get everything together that we want to plan for. So that way we can execute this plan as easily as possible. Sure thing then, uh, Ferris. Uh, well, since it, it doesn't appear that any of the others might be needing me for the moment, how about I come along just to double check that this, uh, this, this goes well, yes? Um, I would appreciate that. Um, I think the five, six of us can handle this pretty easily, and with the skill sets we have here, we should be able to find what works best. All right then. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a follow on Twitter for more updates as to when we'll be releasing episodes. You can also give us a like or review on your podcast app of choice. Just a few quick button clicks and you can help us defeat the dreaded algorithm boss. The theme song for this game was Main Theme by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2019, used under a Creative Commons license. And hey, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. <laughs>